Hello, everybody. It's Friday night, and it is the first weekender of 2023. On this week's show, I'm joined by Ben, Justin, and Shay to ease you into the new year the right way as we take a look at the past couple of weeks of hobby news as you recover from your post-festive bloating. On this week's show, you also have a chance to win a copy of Arena of Shades for Age of Sigmar, to be with a chance to win this big box set of Evil Elves Against Undead, you need to be a subscriber to the YouTube channel. Pop a comment below, and if you can do all the social media things as well, that would be terrific. Otherwise, sit back, relax, because 2023 starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2023. Oh, my God. Year. <laughs> ah, didn't see that one coming, did you? Unless oh, you're paying close wow. attention to the numbers. which yep, case get, Well, get ready for all your twos up. to look like threes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there is that. I get around by just never mentioning the year at all. That way I can't be yeah. pinned down or defined in any way, shape, or form. I hope you've all had a uh, fun, festive period. Yeah, it's very good. It way yeah. too much. Yeah, me is, that, too. is there such a thing as way too much? I've heard a, a good um, ab workout technique. Uh, there's a lot of colds and flus going about at the moment, and if you get like a really strong one and just cough your way to abs, <laughs> ah, I see. So right, that's, yeah. uh, that's a little that's a little tip for all you people out there thinking, what can I do to lose some pounds in January? Um, the other thing I is. Know. You, you can just throw money at miniatures. That's a good way to lose pounds. Well, here's the problem, Jerry. If I cough too much, I might throw my back out now that I'm getting older. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Shocking stuff. I now have images of Jerry stood in one of those like 1930s women's slimming machines, you know, that kind of vibrates. Oh, the so looking like Arnie yeah. in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time we're doing a let's play, you are girly men. It's excellent. Steak and eggs, steak and eggs, and steak and eggs. That's what you have for breakfast. Just in the big unitard with the two. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, we are back. We were away for a little while. Uh, if you weren't paying attention to the site, I can understand that, to be fair. <laughs> you know. It's Christmas. It's the time to unplug and uh, spend some quality family time. Mm-hmm. So they tell me. Anyway, uh, we did throw a couple of Let's Plays out while we were away, uh, mm-hmm. including Judge Dredd, the crime-fighting Mega City 1 game. Oh, that <sighs> looked fun. Yeah, it, yeah. it was fun, but who damn. Myself, Shay, and Poe played it uh, the, like a week later at the club, um, and we played with the... Uh, special judge rules that we oh, mentioned right, in the yeah. Let's Play, mm. where they changed things up, uh, and we had a bar of laughs. Shay, who are you playing? Who's playing is Judge Fish. Judge Fish. <laughs> Deputy <laughs> Chief Justice Judge Fish, who, who I will point out, took down Judge Death. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did. Impressive. I did. What, so all on your lonesome? Yeah. No. Did Paul helped me not. Pa- I think pa- Paul, Paul helped me. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, the, uh, the Wally squad were getting very annoyed with me. <laughs> I was I was playing member of the SJS. I was just trying to make sure that all the judges were doing their work uh, correctly. But anyway, there's a cracking little let's play up, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really fun game for. It says six players max, 
but you get like seven in the box so you can pick and choose. Mm. I'm pretty sure you could probably have. I think actually if you have more judges and less crimes on the board, things could turn brutal a lot faster because there's not, as much, there's not as much, you know, oh, you just go there and I'll go here and we'll both be judges together. We're friends. There'll be a lot more... I'm taking that part in and I'm going to watch him beat you up first because that's amusing. <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, if you fancy checking out the 40th anniversary of Ian Livingston's Judge Dread, that's up on the site. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are going to kick into 2023 with the most important part of the week slash year so far. Mm-hmm. And it is our Indie of the Week. And this week... We're going to take a look at some bloody miniatures. Ooh. And bloody lovely miniatures. So we're starting it off gently. (laughs) Um, So, as is my want in life, I was looking for other stuff and found bloody miniatures. Yeah, it's 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 how these things go. I I just imagine you grumbling and going, just to hell with you, go bloody miniatures. Ooh. That, well, you know, generally my Google searches are like paragraphs long. Dear Google, <laughs> I would like to find some miniatures that work with these ranges. Anyway, so uh, I came at these from sort of an oblique angle, but these work beautifully for English Civil War, um, border I'm reavers, immediately on board. <laughs> 30 Years War, things like that. So um, the range itself is sculpted by Nick Collier, who's done some outstanding work in the past for people like Harlequin and War Games Foundry and the Assault Group. Um, he's done other English Civil War ranges or this period for other companies. So this is made specifically to match into Bicorn and Renegade. Annoyingly, Renegade are no longer operational, which is how I found this because it mentions Renegade on this website. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully Renegade will come back because there's some World War One figures I really want slash need. Um, but <laughs> these things are sent to try us. You can see those lovely pictures <laughs> scrolling past there. We'll get into more of those in a little while. That's um, a lot of the, the painted images are done by peers. Oh, uh, cool. So, so it's quite nice. But yeah, so these are 28 mil English Civil War styly figures. Uh, sculpted for skirmishy games. Uh, Pikeman's Lament, things like that would probably be quite good. Obviously, the Border Wars um, under Reaver Moon, um, they could be used in that as well, which is a game I've recently picked up. Uh, but the, the figures themselves are absolutely gorgeous with a really nice amount of detail. Where's our arrow? There's our arrow. Second screwly. There we go. And I've done this. We don't have Lloyd this week. I have another indie with terrible pictures. Oh, the pictures on this one are really nice and big, and you know Lloyd shots and painted shots and all sorts. You're going to keep that one for when so, you return. So, so yeah. yeah. So once Lloyd gets black, there'll be something with like penny black sized uh, stamps. I mean, you know, you've got to do something in the new year to put that blood pressure back up to where it needs to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Without a doubt. And I love these. They're so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Aren't they though? Um, so th- these have been. I think they've done several small Kickstarters. <clears throat> so oh, okay. like Murder of yeah. Crows, um, uh, Company of Wolves. Each one sort of adds a few more sets to it, and then the range is sort of grown from there. But even at that, I mean, you can still you can pick up the company where you get like money off buying the four packs individually. Um, but the the figures themselves are absolutely gorgeous, and for this period, it has that 
non-uniformity of uniforms. Mm. Um, people have whatever kit they have. So, yeah. you know, a buff coat is probably about as uniform as they get in most cases. There's a load of partisan style pikes and no two the same. Mm -hmm. There they are without. So cast weapons or presumably then you could just drop full on massive pike spears if you want to actually form, you know, pike blocks. Maureen Helm there and little sort of pot helm and more French looking fella at the end. I just, I really, I like the diversity. The fact that they've gone for um, small skirmish means that they can really put the time and effort into the uniqueness the and the character of each figure. Yeah. Um, and they just look absolutely stonking for that. I'm fairly certain the other partisan, that, that's, you know, War Game Show uses that figure. Or at least this may have been sculpted based on wherever they got that image from originally, because Partisan's been going for a while. But I digress. Constantly, people may have noticed. Shush. Here we have a bunch of uh, duelist types. So I wonder if something like On Guard from Osprey did a swashbuckling in the uh, Border Reaver or yeah, in the Civil War period. Of course, there's the, the the new Musketeer film coming out in two there parts. Is? Oh my god, that looks so good! Wait, yeah. In two parts, come on. Yeah, it's yeah. a two. It's an epic, a big French epic where everyone talks French as they should do. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I quite like the BBC Musketeer as well. That was quite good. But uh, yeah. I don't think I've seen a Musketeer in years. Not since Planchette went out for cheese seven years ago. <laughs> I never returned. Those were the last. Uh, Last ones I've seen. That just um, brings me back to the old saying: you can tell a lot about someone by how they know Tim Curry. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry. Well, no, I see. I I, I always get him as um, the uh, from it. No, uh, Muppets Treasure Island. I, oh, <laughs> Long John Silver. That's that's my version uh, of Tim Curry. <laughs> uh, I would also have accepted Clue. Uh, True. Uh, for for me, it's General Bison. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't know who is that. Like Street Fighter guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This terrible Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Tim. Wait a minute. Tim Curry wasn't. Tim, Tim Curry Bison. wasn't Bison. Oh no! Sorry. Um. I, hang on. Did he not play General Junior. Bison? No, oh right. Sorry. He played a general in Red Alert. If that's. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I have completely crossed my wires on that one. Oh dear. Look, oh, dismounted troopers. Yes, With the miniatures. <laughs> what I quite like about painting in this period as well is that, in actual fact, a lot of it's quite simple in essence because everything yeah. there's not a lot of stuff built onto them. So you've got to paint, you know, the coats, the boots, the leggings, the gloves, and then you've got to and then you can spend a little bit of extra time on things like the belt buckles and all the accessories mm. and that kind of thing. But in essence, it should be quite easy to get these painted up and ready on the tabletop. Yeah, I mean, nice. buff so. coats and a lot of leather. Yeah, yeah. I found a fantastic way. I think it's John Barrett. Um, was showing how he did his leather. He paints a lot of stuff for Vitrix. Right. And um, you start off with a really pink, here's a little painting tip, kids. You start off with a pinkish uh, skin tone. He uses Barbarian Flesh from Army Painter. And once you've got a nice solid coat of that, so if you put it on thick, one coat, if you put it on, <laughs> you know, two coats, if you put it on thinner. Yeah, just um, dip it. Once it's dry, you get Vallejo's Sepia Wash. Uh, Flood it, wait for it to dry, 
flood it again, wait for it to dry. And if it's like a big belt buckle or whatever, you'll notice that it will sort of sit in the middle and then you or big belt, then you can just go down with like a third if you want to darken. It gives an amazingly nice, rich oh. leather and is no work at all. Wow. Um, so yeah, if you're doing a lot of leather, like uh, the uh, sword belts and scabbards and things like that, you can even boots, all of it. It's just, it does, it does the work for you. You can just walk away. My work here is done. Uh, it does look like these will keep you very entertained because you're not always painting the exact same thing over and over again. No. Um, like I said, mostly we've been looking at the people who are more sort of standard, shall we say, uh, for the period. However, some of the more recent stuff they've done um, moves over the border into the Highlands, and we'll get to them in a minute, and they look they're the exact opposite of everything Ben just said. They are not easy. There's tartan and plaid everywhere. <laughs> There's cockades of feathers in their hats. Here's a bunch of uh, looters running about. It's the way we do not go. Yep. <laughs> Look at them. Uh, we can tell wanted, they're, not wanted, par- they're not parliamentarians. They're drinking. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted well, I mean, one of them with cl- the Clearly, they've design. just raided the local inn. Yeah. yeah. They look like me in stages over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Presents, presents, booze. Taking this back to my room. <laughs> the gallant ladies. Yeah, that's cool. And the village people. I love the naming of these guys as well. Oh, yeah. The, the Flying Pickets, because yeah. obviously that's a band. The, the Archipelago Group. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. No? Just me? No. All right, okay. Just you. Leave you to that children. one. Children. Absolute <laughs> children. There you go, defending a castle from some terrible people. Exactly. Coming to yeah. their, uh, their. I've run. always liked the idea of running them because uh, there was um, War Games Atlantic have released a set of camp followers, but then you can also get some armed camp followers with it as well. Yes. And I really love the idea of including some ladies like this in your games without the guns out. And then the scenario is that you're trying to loot the camp and you're like, ah, it's just a bunch of civilians there. And then it's like, ah, guns. <laughs> oh, wait, didn't know I was in America. <laughs> these yeah things like that yeah these are also good like i say i'm starting to look at border wars and there are rules mm-hmm. for peasants and and villagers and the like so when you go in to steal the sheep there. and pigs so, yeah, yeah. you may find yourself being poked off your uh, saddle by a bunch of people with some wicked farm implements mm. and you know what's the line from pratchett it's a bit difficult to call a, an unarmed civilian when he's a six foot tall 200 pound guy with a flensing hook (laughs) stretches the unarmed civilian bit a bit far (laughs) these really are i i had never ever heard of bloody miniatures no this moment and i'm now skipped past me entirely which i'm really annoyed about i do like that the weapons are are separate from the main miniatures so that you can Mm. sort of mix things up if you get a couple of sets of these yeah 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 you can alter things or even like I say change the weapons they have all together mm. you know if you want to press gang these into uh, a, a militia pike block you know unarmed unarmored civilians then you just uh, swap out for for spears instead of these you can use a pike yeah <laughs> keep them as is uh, i really want to see the scots now though there's the chorus of disapproval that's most of what we've just seen here we go so here's oh, the Scots. A bonnie light horseman. Oh, it gets better than that. The the descriptions that go with 
There was one for the Black Douglas and a few friends, and every line it gets progressively more Scots. <laughs> come hey down the, from the brun. <laughs> but these guys, so obviously, you know, Covenanters, perfect for English Civil War, but again, late Border Reaver period, just the you know, start of the 1600s, you can get away with them in there as well. With musket claymore. I've just seen how the URL for this is copy of a copy of the gallant ladies. They're clearly um, <laughs> clearly not bothered too well with this. <laughs> uh, you gotta love it when an admin doesn't update it. Maybe this maybe maybe these are gallant ladies. That's what they do on their day off. To, to be brutally honest, if our URLs updated in the same way, well, you'd find true. every post I made is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy <laughs> that's something you did t- six years ago. Because <laughs> that's how I work out how posts get made. Right. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Uh, I never want to have to paint tartan. I'm just going to put it out there. I never want to paint tartan. Why not? It's just because I would go blind. Ah, no, it's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. And these ones aren't even the worst. They're mostly on big bedrolls. It's when you hit the guys who've got them on the bonnets instead. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Then that's a whole other world. Yeah. And here we have uh, a block with Lockerbur axes. I love the Scots Lockerbur axe. Put a boat hook on the back of it, hook people out of the saddle, and then chop them into bits. Efficient. It'll teach you to be up on a horse when I'm down here in the mud. <laughs> that's how that one goes. Just a bigger target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're easily spotted. That's true. Yeah, you get into musket range quicker. That's the. <laughs> they are spanking gorgeous. They really are mm. good. I really, I like that the site has like a good selection of them, sort of individually and in groups, and then you get the sort of painted versions as well. Yeah. So you can get a good look at exactly what you're going to be getting your hands on. Yeah. Which is you can also nice. pick up additional weapons and heads so if you want to do something specifically yeah i do love the naming on that getting ahead you're getting many heads i I mean it's 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 all about the puns uh which i'm a big fan of anyway Mm. but if you like how the the shop is set out then you'll like this like i said piers did a lot of the um the painting and as we all know piers likes to do an awful lot of in situ photographs and stuff Yeah, yeah yeah um so i don't know if he did these or if um the owner decided to throw them in, but nice comparisons. Oh god! But it's when you hit this point, oh yeah, you just start oh, getting man. nice little diorama setups, and you're going, so "Oh good. right, All so I'm going to be stealing that idea for buildings." Yeah. All the give me die. Mm. Just such an evocative period of just brutality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's so. kind of that 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 step between when it's just like. Muskets are coming in, but we still like our swords. Mm. Well, muskets are coming in, they can't hit anything. <laughs> yeah. So st- stab people with stabby things. And folks knocking on the door to make sure they can get the... Uh... We can't come in, but could you please bring the prisoners outside? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so cool. Y- you can see the whole host of things, so from the likes of the storming party with the axes and the like for taking down doors to... Uh, the village defenders it's uh it's a really really nice great. nicely presented site and yeah. a fantastic looking range as well yeah. i'd uh, love I... to know where some of the terrains come from well that's mm. renedra's plastic castle which uh, the rest of the stuff look like it's 
possible. So I, rem- I remember when we looked at the English Civil War back when I was flirting with the idea of it, and I think the range that I'd looked at was the Warlord stuff, mm. so the Pike and Shot range and that kind of thing. But I think what's quite nice about this is that it gives you a lot more of those individual characterful models that I was looking for with that with that collection. Uh, and it, so this is more yeah. aimed for skirmish than yeah, mass, which is what like, I'd want to do. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to do like big. I mean, there is something to be said about massive big ranks of pikemen mm. and all that kind of thing, and big musket shots and that stuff, and cannons and things. But I quite like the idea of doing those smaller raiding parties and and that, and that kind of thing, playing as the roundheads and the cavaliers and stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely a way to go. Like mm. I say, the range is constantly growing. Um, I think that the Scots came in in November, um, from what I can see on the site. So, and they tend uh, to do Kickstarters, are you saying? But the- Certainly, the the initial ones were Kickstarters, right? Mm-hmm. To to build it up. So whether or not they they're still going that way, I'm not sure. I'll have to delve more deeply. Uh, mm. Defend the bees. <laughs> you can't take our honey. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out if you're interested in oh, such that scene. 16th, 17th century period. Um, and you know, they don't just have to be English Civil War or Border Reavers. You don't have to stay in. Great Britain, you can take them for 30 years war, um, do the, the massive kickoff around Germany, Sweden, Denmark, yeah. uh, all of those. They, they work perfectly for that. You'll probably even press gang a few in as, um, yeah, well, yeah, press gang a few in as conquistadori types, maybe, depending on the model in question. Depending on the model in question. Anyway, uh, but there we are. That's bloody miniatures. They're bloody mm. fantastic. Good start to the year with that one. Very yeah, good. I think so. Right. I'm spent now. We take a swish. And when we come back, we're having a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the m- News. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are back with the news. Ben has been ferreting through some of this year's most interesting stories. That much news in so little weeks. <laughs> little time, yeah. Uh, and we're going to be kicking things off um, with a Greek company and a, a Grecian-looking yeah. faction coming mm. for Conquest. Oh, God, yes. So uh, the next big faction coming to the world of Conquest from Parabellum is the City States. Mm. Uh, they were revealed as part of a kind of uh, sort of live sort of unveiling of their plans for the next mm. little while um, over on the old interwebs. And this is going to be a big old army of, um, as you can see here, ancient Greek mythological inspired warriors for you to use on the tabletop. Um, if you thought 300 was packed with muscle, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, wearing a, like a full chest plate. He's hiding something there. Yeah, that's true. It's a little tiny baby. <laughs> Wrapped in, in into his body. Like a man. Yeah, yeah. It's like Krang. Um, yes, it's exactly like Krang. That is, now, that is now canon and will forever be the way that we view these. Oh, um, yes. Constantinus <laughs> is never speaking to me again. <laughs> or uh, speaking yeah. to you more. Yeah. Uh, but we had a look at uh, sort of a lot of the 
core stuff that's going to be coming out for the city states as part of that this was shown off in uh one of their sort of brochures and things that sort of looked ahead to what's coming out uh so we've got the kind of standard hoplites are going to be dropping into the mix which is pretty awesome mm-hmm. uh I, I won't call them the phalanges because that's not what they're called <laughs> the phalangites are what you're going to be able to use on the tabletop thing is pretty awesome uh so you've got some pretty badass looking spearmen and stuff you'd use in your games um i've got to say i love the uh kind of like standard hoplites at the, at the top i think those shields look amazing uh it's a dual kit anyway so yeah, a lot of these things will make a match obviously weapons wise and things but there's just something about uh those kind of standard hoplites with those big massive helmets big shields and the spears at the ready as well oh it's presumably gonna have better defense uh, yes and maybe maybe a bit less in the clash and yeah. sustain that the yeah. The, the phalanx will have yeah. whenever they so yeah play. so the the phalangites are kind of like the veterans of this of the city states uh compared to kind of like the kind of you know city troops that will get um brought up to the fore in the form of the hoplites and stuff but you also see uh well those two are going to be plastic kits hmm. but there's also one of the resin characters which we'll see a few more of as well as we go through this uh which is the i'm not is, is it a polymark or is yeah. it a pole march? Po- yep. Polymark, I guess, yep. right? Would be the right way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always go hard, hard consonant sounds. Yeah. Generally, the way. Um, Seems but, to be the right way to go. Yeah. But yeah, so you've got another character that you can use in your game, which is pretty cool. He's really um, nice miniature as well. He is very nice. Moving on from that, we've got something a bit more monstrous because, of course, you have to have mm. something big and monstrous. I mean, the game of Conquest is 35 mil anyway, so, you know, surely you want to take it to the next level. Uh, so this is where you get your Minotaurs. So you've got the Minotaur Therians and the Haspites as well. So you've got, again, very similar to what we saw with the Hoplites and the Phalangites there. You've got the slightly more sort of melee-focused charging in like bulls <laughs> to wreck things. Or you've got the ones with the shields as well at the bottom, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know, who could say no to all that, all that muscle? Mm. Uh, there's also another character model there, as you can see, which I think is the cooler of the two that we've seen so far, which is the Aristarch. Um, I, I, I wish he was more animated, but I quite like the helmet style, and I love that he's got the shield by the side and that kind of thing as well. He looks very uh, stately, which is yeah. nice. Now. So it's the transverse crest, does it? Mm-hmm. It is. It, it uh, just be amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you've got some sort of monstrous units, but then taking things to the next level, there's even more amazing stuff. Bear in mind, I've just told you that this game is 35 mil. These are massive monsters that you can throw into the game. Mm. So these are the, well, you've got the Promethean on the left-hand side, and then you've got the Hephaestation, I guess, on the other side. Uh, And uh, they are some of the mighty um, beasts, monsters, characters that helped form the city-states and turn it into the, you know, huge sparkling civilization that it is and now fight alongside them as allies i love that you've got the uh sort of that very much that focus on the idea of the builder on the on the on the left hand yeah. side and that kind of mason that helped build the cities and stuff especially in the style of the arm and then you've got that kind of sculpture around the top of the uh, shoulder pad there and on the other side you've got that just pure elemental force um sort of rocking that poseidon vibe as well which i think is really nice uh, lovely yeah, titanic cool. titan types oh, yes silly states mm. but uh yeah so this is what we uh we got sort of a look at as the kind of like the early portion of what's going to be yeah. available for the city states uh there was also notice that we're going to get a new starter set as well so this is also going to be coming out mm. later this year um no dates in particular about this one but this is going to contain all of the models that you've seen previously 
bar the big monstrous um, titans. Uh, but you also get the uh, Nords to go up against the city-states. So if you ever wanted to play Vikings versus ancient Greeks in a fantasy world, you've got it sorted. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, somewhere Warren is going, ah. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, Hollywood, why have you not done this? Exactly, yeah. And uh, you also get two limited edition characters in that set as well, which are very cool. Um, so if you're interested in diving into that game, you can do, and I think it's probably a good chance to do that in 2023. You know, yeah. start off with a new army, get one of these box sets, comes with big two new rule books in there. You've also got First Blood that you can play. So you can sort of build a couple of units, build a couple That's of models, yeah. play some smaller skirmish games, and then, you know, develop it into the larger mass ranked, mass battle ranked game as well. So, yeah, so it's uh, two games from one box, as they say, one miniature collection, two yeah. games. Last yeah. Argument of Kings is your, your big mass rank and file, and then First Blood is the skirmish. So. Certainly in this starter set, you've enough for a, a, a decent chunk of a Last Very Argument of that. Kings game. Yeah. But you've well, got more than enough for First Blood. Well, I mean, it'll give you a good flavor for each of the two factions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Obviously, and, no, uh, no filthy spindlers for the city state <laughs> yet, but they, they'll be coming soon, I assume. Yeah. Kind of everything. If you are getting into Conquest, uh, or if you're already playing Conquest, you may already know uh, that they're making plans for 2024 and beyond at the moment um, and they're currently running what they're calling project eight if you're not aware uh, last argument of kings and first blood has a it doesn't have a living rule book it has a living world mm. uh, the amount of time and effort that goes into conquest is is insane yep. on every level <laughs> uh, because it changes on a weekly slash monthly basis, and it comes down to the community. Um, so the the choices people make change where things go. Uh, the living world has changed a bit over the Christmas period. So from the twenty sixth of December, so since Stephen Day, on to the twenty sixth or twenty seventh of January, twenty uh, seventh, um, you get a chance to vote for the next faction they'll be working on. Uh-huh. The city states are coming, and I think there's another faction already pencil in. So that obviously they've got the lead up yeah. development time to work through um, but there are three new factions coming one is cell swords or dogs of war might not be fine on the M's, by the way um these come sort of from the southern area of the hundred kingdoms they're like sandwiched between the hundred kingdoms and some spires and some dweg home uh they're a tiny state who survive by essentially being mercenaries for everyone fighting for whoever pays them yeah yeah the idea behind <laughs> it is then that <clears throat> It won't just be a human faction or a spire faction. They'll have bits and pieces from all the different oh, factions wow. and including um, maybe preview units that will appear in oh. other full factions down the line. Oh. But they may appear in the cell swords first uh, and there'll be ways and means to use those in, cool in your main yeah. army. Yeah. So that sounds like a tempting one. That's an interesting one. Uh, then there's hell. Um, so <laughs> Just hell. <laughs> just hell. Uh, so... Yggdrasal, uh, at the very base of the roots, um, the the kingdom of hell is down there. And uh, when the tree got burnt down, the stuff that was sort of trapped in there started to rock free. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness going on in there, including the Dweckholm are the ones who murdered all the dwarves. Uh, apparently not all the dwarves are dead. There's still a couple left and they'll be working with hell. Uh, dragon kin, um, oh, my weird God, that's, that's amazing. Nord, yeah. 
um, people. So it's it's this amalgam of uh, the the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly um, coming up from the bowels of the earth uh, to lay the smack down upon people who have annoyed them. Uh, we'll Glorious you, vengeance, dragons and crafters. That what you got up brilliant. to? Yeah. And then finally, there'll be the sorcerer kings. So in Indian or Arabian. Well, that's a weird way of saying Arabian. Uh, Arabian <laughs> um, style. You were mixing Warhammer with, yeah, yeah, oh, with yeah. the real that, world. That was, was in my head. Yeah. Um, but that's not my fault. That's Stavros's fault because he referenced it first in a video. With. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Sorcerer Kings, when things were kicking off, when the fall was happening, uh, they essentially used their elemental powers to raise a new continent and just ran across a, a, a causeway that they erected uh, and made a whole new land. Well, this is where we live now. Uh, all that that's happening over there, the wall, the you know, gods falling, world burning, don't care. Um, yeah, no bright. Other people ran with them, people they hadn't invited along, and they sort of live on the outskirts of the, the island slash continent, sort of foraging and scavenging. Um, but the 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 big hard hitters, the sorcerer kings, are the ones who command sort of jinns and elemental powers and things like that. Very cool. Uh, so the way the living world works is you register for the site and then normally it will have various armies and characters and their backstory here. Uh, this time around, you get uh, currently the backstory of each of them. You can see there, Hell, uh, writ large. Um, there's our cell swords slash dogs of war in there. Uh, every week from here on, They'll be adding a bit more, so they'll be talking about the sub factions. Then they'll be talking a bit about how they imagine the playstyle will be, um, and then they'll be finishing off the last week in January with concept art for some of them as well. Uh, and Amazing. so the the yeah. vote resets every week, um, so you know it'll, it, you can vote for cell swords now because you go, oh, that sounds great, and then maybe in two weeks' time they'll talk about the gameplay for the Sorcerer Kings and go, actually, I'd much prefer the Sorcerer Kings so you can vote then for them. Uh -huh. And then, you know, as as you get more information, you'll be able to make a more informed choice, but they'll, uh, they'll collate everything at the end of the month and then they'll start whipping their concept designers and producers <laughs> and they'll start making plans for 2024 and beyond. So, yeah, lots of stuff coming from Conquest. I'm totally in the hell camp. Hell all the way. Dragon people. I've, oh, yeah. I've really liked the, uh, I really liked the Dogs of War. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here. I was starting with the Dogs of War, but then I heard about the Sorcerer Kings and that, ju that just um, sounds real cool. Yeah. So. Like someone who can just create a continent. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of very not quite mythical people, but uh, people with semi-mythical powers slash uh, gods, actual actual gods kicking around uh, in the earlier days. So, uh, yeah, they may, they may still be there living a life of Riley, or they may be um, passed away. You just don't know. That's the interesting thing about uh, the world or, of or yeah. Got is, bored uh, and went off and made yet another continent. Yeah, well, you, know, you have to save yourself somehow, uh, and then maybe after so much time of people scrambling at the door and asking for scraps, they just get annoyed and just leave, go somewhere else, uh, and then whoever's left behind, their apprentices or whatever, oh, scrambling. We just don't know. Yeah, well, no, it's it, it's no longer get off my lawn. It's like I'm tired of telling you to get off my lawn. I'm going to go make a new lawn. That's the way to do it. Right, leaving behind conquest then, mm. and uh, going to historic. Yeah, Eureka have been up to a bundle of stuff for World War II. They have been. So uh, sort of over the um, 
the last little bit of 2022 and the start of 23, um, we've seen a new range arrive on the Eureka Miniatures web store that looks at developing the World War II era Chinese, uh, which is a faction that I don't think a lot of people necessarily pay a lot of attention to, really. Mm. Um, but uh, this is sort of expanding what's available for use with the Chinese during World War II across a huge selection of different things. So they've done a lot of the kind of core stuff that you'd want for an army um, to get you started, essentially. So you've got your officers, you've got your riflemen, uh, you've got your special weapon team. So you've got machine guns, you've got mortars and all that kind of good stuff as well. You've even got like suicide um, bombers, essentially, that are going to be running forward and blowing up tanks and all that kind of good stuff. Well, good stuff. <laughs> uh, then you also have variations on those as well. So you've got options to have them in those caps that you can see there. But then there's also a selection of the Chinese troops that ended up getting issued with German helmets <laughs> as well, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, so there's options and stuff within the range they've developed. And it's quite extensive when you go and look at the web store for playing out um, roles as the nationalists, the communists, and the warlord Chinese, alongside those who then ended up fighting alongside the Japanese as sympathizers as well and fighting alongside them, which I think is quite nice. Um, the, as I say, the collection has sort of been growing for a while and it's kind of landed in a big bunch of just come and get everything that you'd ever want for the World War II Chinese. It's all here, um, essentially. And it comes with a whole range of different weapons and, and different options in there as well for you to have fun with. All 28 mil, um, all metal as well. So it should work alongside a lot of stuff that already exists. And uh, yeah, as Jerry's about to show as well, you can see the uh, the, the breadth of stuff that they have on on, on offer at the moment. Um, they have said, well, they've done artillery crews and things. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to playing with artillery for the Chinese, they recommend going to get a bunch of the World War One artillery stuff because that tends to be what they used. So you could use that as part of your force. And they've also said that they're going to be working on a set of Chinese guerrilla troops as well. Um, so if you wanted to be sort of sneaking around in sort of half civvy, half military uniform clothing battling against uh, invading forces then you can also do that as well but um yeah if you've ever been thinking about uh you know the chinese during world war ii there is a big selection of options for you to go and pick up from the folks over at eureka uh who are, you know have dropped it all in that lovely big bunch yeah. at the moment, so. they, they do these things every so often i can't remember what they call it um where essentially they go we've got an idea for this yes like these sort of yeah. things and then they take um like pre-orders of people, uh, although they, I don't think they charge you until they hit a certain caps. They go, we want to do World War Two Chinese. Who's in? It'll yeah, and these were suggested by someone, as yeah, you say. So uh, it'll cost you a hundred dollars to to get whatever it is. Um, when we get fifty people or seventy-five people or whatever it is, then we can we can actually go into production. We'll charge you. So they use those to sort of generate interest for smaller ranges. Um, <laughs> beyond the stuff that you would normally see. So there, there's always that one where people go, oh, why is somebody doing Imperial Romans again? Why aren't they doing Dacians? And they go, yeah. well, and maybe they wouldn't sell. This is a great yeah. way of checking that. You know, everybody goes, oh, so many Japanese, but no Chinese. Will Chinese actually sell well? You know, get enough people together to actually get the sculpts and molds yeah, done. And then if, you can if a thousand them. people want Japanese and only maybe 10 people want Chinese. Yeah, it's never going to be. Not, not really viable for the yeah. company. And it's so it's really a little like, bit like what uh, Firelock do with their stuff and their yeah. little <coughs> starters and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I really like uh, I like the way Eureka do that. It helps grow more sort of obscure and esoteric ranges. Um, yeah, and there, there's always need for them because there's an awful lot of parts of the conflicts that aren't covered by big companies because big companies just have they've got their core sellers and go. Oh, I'm not going to waste time or effort on that. Mm. But hey ho. 
Um, where do I see where we're going next? <laughs> I'm going to leave this one to you, Jerry. So, <laughs> uh, so Mantic, uh, they've got some stuff coming. This is oh, why Jerry's involved. <laughs> uh, obviously, their core game, Kings of War, uh, is massive rank and file game. Uh, requires a lot to get into it. So, at the end of last year, they came up with Ambush uh, in the sort of the three and a half edition of um, of Kings of War, and it plays at the same unit types and sizes, but a smaller scale. So, rather than playing a two thousand or three thousand point game, you play sort of anywhere up to a thousand points uh, but you, it focuses on more troops and regiments no hordes things like that so you still yeah. get the idea of how the game plays movement works how all the, the units work but you're just playing with sort of smaller things mm-hmm. um, and kicking that off are these six uh, ambush starter sets which are a good way of adding to an army um, or exploring the game if you've not done it before they come with a, a sort of variety of miniatures and uh, a little starter guide and the ambush rules as well Uh, so six so far um i've been through these all as is my want in life (laughs) had a look at them sort of crossed things up and played around yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and then and then fed back to mantic that they've got something wrong on the uh, goblin one so they're reprinting boxes yes (laughs) not my fault uh but you've got things like uh, ratkin so all of these use hard plastic uh, sprues is the core. Some of them will have something um, else in it, often plastic, but in this case, things like the Terror there is um, PVC plastic, mm-hmm. so slightly different, but it explains how you assemble your miniatures and then get started and play the game. Uh, presumably then they also explain their reasoning behind, you know, using the complement of units within there in a certain way however because they are multi-part if you already play kings of war you can make them in a variety of ways anyway mm. if you are interested in playing kings of war then you can multi-base and sort of squeeze extra regiments out of these maybe like there's 40 miniatures there you can probably get a third regiment out of that or two more troops out of it um mm. by putting a few less on a base and dressing up with some nice scenery um so they're going to be starting off with ratkin the Empire of Dust, which is one of the more recent. Um, and new stuff that was in the two-player start set. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the dry skelly balls that Jerry doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a fan of the dry ones. Give me wet, wet on dead all day long. Uh, the new ogres, backed up by uh, some little goblins as well, which are really cute. Holder, um, as they're also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they, they, they sit on the objective and hold That's it true. for the victory, while the ogres <laughs> kill everyone. Um the forces of the abyss, uh, which mm-hmm. come with really nice succubi uh, and the lower abyssals, there are what going to do the damage. Those stealthy pathfinder, all the attacks, they hit like a Mack truck. They just come out of the forest and will devastate your opponent. Succubi are where it's at. Do that. Get yourself <laughs> in a freight just to float along behind them with boots of levitation. I'm just saying, fireball, everybody's faces off. Um, <laughs> and then the Heflings. Um, halflings, I'm dogs. a little bit, I'm a little bit underwhelmed by the halflings in the grand scheme of things, because it is just the the battle force that they'd released. Um, because essentially, it's two regiment sets, which will give you ten oh, yeah. cav and, and twenty. I mean, it's good compared to all the rest. It's all right. Uh, this one and this one, I'm still not sure about because it says it comes <laughs> because with because Jerry min- set them right. <laughs> they they showed three mincers. Uh, okay. 
plus two regiments of goblins, which can be made as uh, rabble, um, spear, or bow. Uh, the three mincers have just been released. It's a new kit. It's the new goblin chariot slash mincer set. Mm-hmm. That mincer set is the same price as that box by itself. Oh, wow. So that wasn't right. So I went, that's not right. So they changed it to Troop, which is two mincers. But then they changed the picture on the website to one mincer. I think it's one. <laughs> and instead of putting mincer chariot, they wrote mincer troop. Mm. Somebody's got the titling wrong. Uh, two regiments and one mincer chariot, that's still great value. Mm. If it's two mincers in there, that's outrageous value, and everybody will be buying them. I love that Jerry's doing all of that. I'm just, say, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying, Kyle and Ronnie, if you're listening, and Johnny, one of you is a shut the bed you need to fix that anyway <laughs> I, just, I imagine ronnie just going who did this fix it so that's why you don't have a back of the box there but um in there if you are interested i have broke down how they presumably want the uh the little sets to work uh, and where you're sort of putting your your strengths behind it's a really like cool that. idea i really mm. like it yeah i i like it it also leaves things open because <clears throat> that's six of the mm-hmm, races so far um but it doesn't include things like the Basile Inch yet, mm. which is their Paladin range. The plastics yeah, are very yeah. nice for that, but at the moment it's just Paladin infantry. Um, then there's uh, Salamanders. Um, I'd love to see the Salamanders. Night Stalkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Northern Alliance slash Faringer. Yes. Um, yes. There's a lot of stuff that already has some plastic kits that could make amber sets. Uh, they made a little bit of a Christmas announcement about plans for this year. Twilight Kin are coming at the end of the year. That's been nailed on for a while. So that's naughty elves, the twiglets. twiglets. (laughs) However, they said there's going to be two other Mantic IP fantasy armies are going to get plastic this year, which they haven't announced yet. So that could be things like the Night Stalkers, which would work well with the twiglets. They already have your standard infantry, but maybe Reapers or Butchers or something. Butchers would be ideal. Might get plastic, hard plastic, uh, or it could be the salamanders, or it could be the trident oh, realms for the fish people. I, that, I will so, definitely buy the salamanders one if that yeah. comes out. I'm definitely getting that. So. Um, yeah, they need um, Kuta, uh, the, the little light warriors, because the salamander primes and the like are already covered by the standard salamander box. But time will tell. Uh, definitely interesting, worth keeping an eye on if you fancy a bit of fantasy. Uh, it's, it's a good way of getting into it. And uh, if you don't like the big fantasy, Dungeon Saga is getting a whole dust off shake up this year as well. Ooh. Dungeon Saga Origins is going to be a family friendly one. Okay. Shut up. Just all of you shut up and listen. Dungeon Saga Origins is going to be a family friendly so to introduce younger kids without as much in depth rules. Right. Uh, but then, like a Dungeon Saga 2.0 was coming because I've already seen Orlaf the Barbarian's re-sculpt. He's swinging his axe and he looks amazing. Is the other one going to be I'm called Dungeon it. Saga Origins, The Re-Reckoning Returns? Oh, I'd <laughs> one of those very generic just, film titles. <laughs> it's some sort of ridiculousness, like uh, Street Fighter 2 EA plus Alpha Turbo Edition, like that, <laughs> yeah. for Dungeon Saga. All of yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Anyway. I digress. Let's move away from Kings of War Mantic, or mm. this show will never end. Where are we going to next, Ben? <laughs> uh, so next up, we're going to be looking a little, a uh, little bit more historical stuff. Um, so, uh, eighteen. 18- 98 Miniaturas yeah. uh, are a fantastic company that we have looked at in the past when we've looked at them as kind of an indie and we've looked at them for their French Foreign Legion collection and that kind of good stuff. Um, over the last little while, they released a new set of um, options for those building up Arab and Berber 
um, armies to potentially go up against the French Foreign Legion on the nice. tabletop. Um, so we've got a whole selection of new metal miniatures for you to play around with. You've got your new command miniatures that you saw at the top uh, that can be sort of um, chopped and changed with different weapon options and things if you like, which I think is quite nice. So you can play around with that. Obviously, that guy with the flag could either be holding a rifle or a flag, probably. I would imagine. Mm. <laughs> uh, you also then get a bunch of additional um, options for your sort of standard line infantry, essentially. So you've got your riflemen there with come with a range of different weaponry uh, that can either be wearing the turbans, as you see there, mm. or you can have them with their lovely caps if you prefer, uh, which is a nice little additional set. Obviously, you can mix and match these as you see fit. You know, so keeping them in one unit isn't necessarily a, a, a yeah. thing. Just yeah, they are, throw them all together and play around with them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're just people that have picked up guns and decided they probably want to do a little bit of fighting, well, um, I mean, as I, you can see by the various ages of the people in here as well. So. <laughs> see, I do like that in the previous picture, there were a couple of guys who were just like unsure of holding a rifle. It's exactly. just like, what is this? Um. The second guy in, the guy with the hand behind the head going, I don't know why you give me this. Did yeah. you, what am I meant to do with this? <laughs> well, in a, in a nice the little theatre. Yeah, in a nice little <laughs> twist, there's also this set with obsolete rifles. Nice. So uh, these are like muskets. Oh, muskets and, and like, Yeah. <laughs> so these are the guys that have been Brilliant. like, ah, we will fight. We will save the land. Here, take this. We don't know how it works, but have a go. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Again, it another guy with out. a hand behind the head just going, why am I here? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but I really like this kind of stuff because it kind of builds on the flavour and, and the, uh, the the sort of area that you're fighting in and the theatre of war that you're sort of playing your games in, which I think is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, finishing things off as well, there was also a, a casualties set. Um, so if you want to go away from using dice to mark wounds or you know fatigue or anything like that in your games i think a good way of doing it is having some really nice um pieces like this so you've got uh, a poor chap who has been shot off his horse or maybe the horse is sleeping and he's having a nap uh you also have another horse who's clearly bending down to eat some grass not dying uh, and then a couple of other chaps that have been shot in the chest as well so <laughs> you've got some nice options for those people who want to either have sleepy horses or dead horses uh, which i think is quite nice um, so yeah, some dead. really good stuff there and as I say uh, if you're interested in that kind of period make sure to go and check out more stuff from 1898 because their French Foreign Legion stuff is oh chef's kiss I, amazing I have some so, that yeah. I'm doing unboxings on so you'll probably see them Fantastic. on the channel and they're not too distant um, and then at some point I'll probably want to get them on the table as well so it's just yeah. a case of something like I think Blood and Steel might cover them in which case that would be easy because it's uh, should be because it's like early nineteen it's, well it's the right, late eighteen hundreds early nineteen hundreds yeah it's the right so, yeah. right, right yeah. period for the um like, almost like it's in the name of their company so. yeah <laughs> um, a so, good yeah. thing about it is if it's a period you're not particularly familiar with um, eighteen ninety eight do really detailed history uh, a breakdown yep. so anytime you're starting a new period uh, you know one of the first things in historical gaming is to go and you know where do i find what the uniforms were what the the forces were made up of how did they fight that sort of thing and they do really nice potted histories including breakdown of uniforms and stuff for things like the french foreign legion on their site um, so yeah. so they're they're really they're they're big into their gaming and so it's not just here's our shop it's here's our shop plus here's all this information that you don't have to go looking for um so it's a great way of doing it right mm. rounding things off yes yeah oh much in the way of 40ks yeah uh 2023 is 
turning out to be, well, at least this portion of 2023 is turning out to be a fairly big one for fans of Warhammer 40,000 and the Grim Dark Future. Um, this weekend, pre-orders go live for a new book. Uh, this is the start of the Arcs of Omen campaign, which is the new kind of pushing forward of the storyline within the world of Warhammer 40,000. Uh, the first book is Abaddon, who is a bit of Abaddon. <laughs> I know he's doing the Joey uh, Tribbiani spell the yes. fart acting. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, he's Abaddon, but we're hoping the books are good. Yes, that's true. Um, so this is going to continue the storyline and showcase what's happening as Abaddon and Vashtor have come together um, to lead, lead their assault on the Imperium with their eponymous Arcs of Omen, their massive ships, their void craft that have been turned into essentially huge floating gun platforms to a blow up planets, really. Um, I mean, Abaddon's already blown up one planet with a massive ship, so why wouldn't he do it with the rest of his fleet. Um, so that new book um, comes with, as well as all the new lore and the fluff, the new game mode for playing Warhammer 40,000 as well, which is called Boarding Actions. Uh, so Boarding Actions is set in the interiors of spaceships or facilities or Voidcraft or Space Hulks, that kind of good stuff, uh, where you'll be playing with a sort of pared down selection of units and offerings from your different armies um, in sort of tight confines, as you can see here. Games are going to be set to 500-point limit, and then within that, you get um, the choice of a sexually different options. So you can take 0 to 1 HQ, 0 to, I think it's three troops and the same for elites. Uh, there are no big heavies in here, no monsters, no vehicles, obviously, uh, although apparently you can take Primarchs. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and you'll essentially be playing out big, tight, um, sort of close quarters battles within um, structures, as you can see here on the tabletop. So it'll um, be time for a Primark to fit down some of those corridors. Exactly. You know, you know, Robert Gulliman-sized uh, corridors, that's the way to go. Um, in, in, in an interesting sort of twist to what we sort of saw as the kind of previews for this, mm. Games Workshop actually put together an article looking at the boarding action rules that you'll be able mm -hmm. to dive into as well. So if you scroll, that's, that's the one, yeah. Um, so this kind of, they've broken down essentially how you build the armies for um, your particular sort of um, army of choice, essentially. So when you build up your, um, you know, your Adeptus Sororitas or your Adeptus Custodes, Custom Marines, uh, or anything else in between, um, this kind of breaks down what you can and can't take and where the rules have been adapted to fit your particular faction of choice, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so I'll say you can take X amount of this, but you can't take this. And then this changes this particular special rule in order for you to do this. The other thing that's quite interesting with this as well is that they have totally pared down stratagems, which I think is one of the things that can be a little bit um, sort of hairy for a lot of people as they go, oh my God, there's so many of these to think of and that kind of thing. They've got a very select set of new core stratagems for boarding actions. This doesn't affect normal 40k, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then each of the factions will have their own specific set of boarding actions, stratagems to play around with. So rather than being like, I get to draw from all of these for normal 40k, and then have these extra ones. You maybe have like two or three for the Orcs or the Imperial Guard or whatever. And then that's what you use for playing out your games, which I think is a really good kind of um, way of making this almost weirdly a little bit like Ambush for, for Kings of War. A good entry point, oddly, for people yeah. to dive into 40k. Mm. You know, a small number of units, not necessarily having to use lots of big things and vehicles and that kind of stuff. Playing on smaller tabletops with, with uh, you know, close quarters action and that kind of thing as well. Stops things just getting blasted off the board in turn one, which I think is a really good way of doing it. 
Which is what Kill Team isn't, because Kill Team yeah, yeah. doesn't use the 40k rules. No, it's its, it's, so it's, its own thing, so it's not yeah. really a, a good entry point for getting into 40k. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this could potentially be. I mean, as long as you've got the terrain and, and that kind of thing, it definitely can be. I mean, that set will be interesting to see how that's priced uh, with all the terrain that comes in it. Um, see, for me, it'll be interesting right. to see how it'll work whenever you get, say, a youngster picking up a combat patrol and then starting mm. to play this. Because well, I exactly. wonder, does it yeah. does it take away from that instant need to like instantly go, oh, I've got the combat patrol, but now I need to expand? I would suggest well, yeah. if, um, if people are interested in starting it, because I have no idea what that price of that train set is going to be, but let's face it, probably not going to be cheap. No, well, no. Go to somebody like Luke, pick up the yeah, giant yeah. book of industrial or cyberpunk, oh, yeah. and a big, mm, thick, yeah. sharpie, rub offy marker, mm. and draw the outline of your Exactly. Books. You can easily do that. That'd be 30, really yeah. 30 pages, isn't it? Double sided. Mm. So you can mm. come up with a whole host, and because you drive yeah. wipe, draw your, your walls and stuff walls, in, and you can constantly and change it. That'd be a good way of doing it, like a tactical map. Maybe. tactical map and you're not having to because if you're not having to worry about elevations and stuff like that and it doesn't look like you are then um it's probably going to be a better way of seeing whether or not it's it's um something that you want to invest yeah. the train in mm-hmm. uh, i was gonna say as a train pack and going oh no I hit this <laughs> game the other thing that's quite interesting about that new mustering um pdf that they put out which yep. is free by the way so you can go and download it the links will be down below so you can go and check it all out is that they included some interesting tidbits in there for what's coming in the future. So the agents of the Imperium mm. actually have a section dedicated to the uh, Adeptus Arbites. So um, that's going to be coming down the line. Um, if you watch their previous preview videos of what's coming in 2023, you'll have seen some silhouettes. One of them looks suspiciously like a guy with a riot shield. Hello, Arbites. Uh, and then there is also uh, the Drukari in there as well. So it looks like the next kill team is probably going to be Arbites and um, Drukari, Dark Eldar going up against each other and obviously then you could fold them into making your own little inquisitorial force potentially for use in boarding actions which would be quite fun um, beyond that as well we also got a bunch of other sort of things that are coming mm-hmm. up down the line so there's that new match play mission pack which is going to drastically change how things are played if you care about the mission packs and how that works um, so there's an entirely new detachment that's been built into this pack um, which basically allows you to take whatever the hell you want really to make your army which is pretty cool it's going to be the default for playing out the arcs of omen sort of campaigns and uh, scenarios within that book um so as i say if you're playing a lot of points-based games and this is the way that you play your games you'll probably want to pick this up um there's also a whole bunch of rules tweaks and changes in there as well in essence a lot of people are seeing this as kind of your next step towards 10th and kind of where we're going with 10th edition, which is probably going to be landing in the summer this year. Um, and as Jerry is showing off as well, um, this is also going to be the weekend where you can start to pre-order your new strike forces. Um, so, you know, what do people want? Is there anyone More space Marines. It's all space Marines. Um, so these have been Hello. designed a little bit like the ones that we saw before <clears throat> Christmas. Um, you get options for the Ultramarines, the Iron Hands, the Salamanders, the White Scars, and the Imperial Fists. Each of them comes with a bunch of different units that are sort of focused towards that particular sort of um, chapter and how they fight on the tabletop. And then you also get a named character that comes with each of them as well. So in that one, you've got Adax, um, Akatone, and that kind of thing as well. See, I laugh at this one. Everyone's on a bike except, except your commander. Except your But why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> those guys are meant to be bikers. Just, just yeah. let him be the chaplain. Just put him on a bike. Yeah. 
Although I guess you could probably just cut him off at the waist and stick him onto a bike if you want it. But I don't Maybe think he's... he even gets a bike in the rules, which is really no. weird. Yeah. They, they always do uh, weird things like that. It was like when the yeah. Ravenwing chapter master finally got rules. Uh, <laughs> and he didn't uh, have a bike. Didn't, he didn't have a bike or a land speed or anything. I was just yeah. like, oh, the Ravenwing. So, yeah. They're all mounted and moving fast, yeah. except because presumably he's supposed to be at the back looking at a hollow table and going. Strategically looking move, at things. Move yeah. left more. More left. Yeah. No, no, your other left. Oh. <laughs> what's that what's that yeah, tiffin yeah we drive on the other side of the road on this planet oh, no. <laughs> um so yeah it looks like it's going to be a pretty big at least start to the year for one forty thousand. as i say boarding action seems like a pretty fun and interesting way to play the game uh that sort of pairs things back but also opens up new options uh, and it'll be fun to see how it all really works on the tabletop no doubt there's going to be a battle report or something like that uh, over on warhammer plus which i'll check out and see what it's all about um but as well as all of that good stuff for the miniature side of things there was also a sneaky little trailer that was dropped as well um so talking of warhammer plus there's going to be a new animation coming up uh, later this year uh, which is called pariah nexus um, which sort of is a little bit of a harkening back to uh, one of the box sets that they did. So we're going to be seeing uh, the forces of the Imperium. So the Adeptus Sororitas, the Astra Militarum, and some Space Marines uh, dueling it out against the Necrons on a war-torn world. Uh, and pro- as this screen probably shows, the Necrons doing some weird-ass stuff to humans, which is kind of quirky and odd. Yeah, uh, but it, uh, yeah it looks well, like it's that, gonna... that reminds me of whenever the Necrons got bloody soul-forged. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it looks like um, things are going to be going very, very badly for the Imperium. Uh, and we have uh, some interesting characters like Illuminator Zerus there, who is tasking a death, ma- a death mark assassin to go and take out somebody, probably one of these sisters, I would imagine, or the uh, the Imperial Guardsman, perhaps. Uh, and also we've got to look at some Space Marines as well in there. So there's uh, the Ultramarines are landing on the planet. Uh, there's the Primaris Lieutenant. You can't have, <laughs> <laughs> can't have Space Marines without a Primaris Lieutenant. Uh, and then you've also got the Salamanders, which got uh, sort of shown off in a sneaky little look at a burning Thunderhawk later on in the trailer as well. Um, the animation looks really cool. Uh, it's kind of building on what we saw from the launch trailer for Ninth Edition, which is quite mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but uh, animation style looks good, nice and smooth, very detailed. Uh, definitely just see where this goes. Hopefully it's a sort of longer series of videos, a longer series of episodes that we get to dive into with this one. And uh, cause it's been in the works for a little while now and uh, yeah, looking forward to it should be good. Uh, maybe Henry Cavill will get a guest. <laughs> I mean, I, I was about to to say, yeah. you know, all the news is great, but Games Workshop, where's my Henry Cavill miniature? Exactly. Where is it? Come yeah. on, guys, where is it? <laughs> Why? We definitely need some sculpted heads for him. I think in the. Uh... No, no, he's the next Primaris Lieutenant. Oh, well, that clearly, be, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> clearly, that that's how creative it is. It'll be like all the people who had um, bit parts in Star Wars, you know, like how Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper and that mm. kind of thing. You're going to be like, oh, no, this is actually Henry Cavill, but he's got a helmet on. Well, yes, but it is. <laughs> it is doesn't, have, doesn't have any lines. That's, yeah. it just stands there. <laughs> See, that makes me... Do you ever Demon Fuge? Um, I, I know of it. With the, uh, yeah, I know yeah. the one. I never bothered to get it. It was an amazing comic. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the Harlequin all... in that as well, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Towards the end, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but seeing that, just going, why did they not do that story? That story was great. Inquisitor Silas cool. Hand was amazing. Oh, I would love Demon Fudge. 
Didn't take my fudge. Didn't take my fudge. Was, uh, would have been well. You never know. Story. So you know. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Cavill. It's a day for not being able to pronounce things, yeah. isn't it? Ben? Well, is, is this like related to Cruella Deville? Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, he he's a big fan of a lot of black black library novels and things, and now he's in charge of what they do in the future with this. So if he's got a book that he likes. I'm sure it'll be uh, hitting I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm hoping Eisenhorn or maybe do Pariah. Eisenhorn. Yeah. But Eisenhorn Jay, what about Pariah? Like oh, yeah. I don't care, just do Eisenhorn. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that's uh, the thing that's been pointed out as well with the whole Henry Cavill thing is it doesn't necessarily matter if it's bad, because as long as it's done and it looks kind of cool and it kind of gets people interested in 40k that's essentially what you want really i suppose it would help that it was also good but as long as it's not space marine bad if oh, it's yeah. space marine bad or is it well no it's called ultramarine wasn't it Ultra, uh ultramarine? yeah 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 oh that you're ooh. that was a terrible they call that, that. Terrible oh yeah, man yeah. that was bad that was really bad yeah and it well, was terrible <laughs> but they even though they had some big names on that very true yeah if you say john so. hurt was in that i cherish yeah. my ignorance yeah, good. I'm good. sure that's, Ma- the, I'm sure that's the film that he wants to be remembered for. Yeah. If it was that bad, it's yeah. like John oh. Hurt, star of Ultramarine. Oh, no. <laughs> you know everything else in this catalogue of work, right? Oh. So yeah, lots of 40k stuff coming down the pipeline. Interesting stuff. I'd love to hear what you folks think about boarding actions and that kind of good stuff. And also, obviously, all of this is available for you to buy <laughs> from store.ontabletop.com. So yeah, <laughs> there we Long. go. Right, and That's Shay a... will put candy in your package for you. Yeah, he again, will. So. <laughs> if you ask him nicely, he'll even suck on a few of the sweets first before he gets <laughs> oh, Of course, pre-sucked to make make your <laughs> chewing easier. Right, uh, we are going to disappear for a moment, and uh, Warren is actually going to talk about Luke. Weird, how these things go around, aren't they? I'm back again to explore more of the local battle maps. These are the three um, uh, items that are just out at the moment. Um, so we have the giant book of battle maps. We have the castles, crypts, and caverns. Check it out if you haven't already. And then we have the box of adventure. And in this one, I'm going to have a look at the giant book of battle maps. Right. My Jerry notes. The giant book of battle maps. 62 maps in a lay, flat, wipe, clean book. So we know what the giant books are like. Um, it's a, a 360 degree spine. Basically what a Jerry's saying is you can either lay it flat like that or you can go like that, which is handy with the big book because you know it gives you some options in terms of its layout. Let me turn it over and you can have a wee look at the, some of the textures that are in it. Um, you can play it uh, individually, or the pages tend to be opposing in this, so that you can get two-page spreads. Um, obvious entry and exit points, and it's fully compatible with the previous volumes of the the Luke uh, the Luke battle mats, whether you go for the big ones or the small ones or whatever. Right, let's get into this and see what it's like, because that's always the interesting bit. Right, so. Oh, once again, you know, it kind of goes without saying, you know, that the, the textures are great. Um, there's a, a real nice use of shadows 
um, uh, to create a sense of depth to it all. Remember, the, the, the key to these things is convenience. It's that ability to say, right, we're going to run a, an RPG session or a little gaming session or something like that there. Bam, just uh, uh, flip it out. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know... I don't know what it's like for a lot of you guys, but, you know, uh, certainly the older I get and the busier I get and the more tired that I get, it's things like this that, that really do keep me in the gaming scene. Um, like uh, I have, I play a little sci-fi game with my, uh, with my kids. And again, I just don't want a huge amount of setup all the time. I love the terrain and stuff like that. Uh, from time to time. I especially love it when somebody else goes to the hassle of setting it all up. But if I have to create a game on the fly, RPGs are a great way to go because, you know, you kind of make it up a lot of it as you go along and you can flip out a book like this, which means you can get it up and running pretty quick. Now, one of the keys to this particular book is some of the interesting and alternative kinds of uh, environments that you can find yourself in that you can build your narrative around. So here we have a chopped down forest. So I sense something maybe around the idea of a woodcutter or whatever. Crossing the bridge, broken bridge, how are you going to get across it? You already have an narrative challenge and stuff there. And then into an old run down decrepit witch's house, which is always cool. Um, here we have a, well, it's another magical kind of casting area, really, isn't it? So, um, again, the green always appeals to me because I have lovely Skaven army that I themed around the whole green glowy kind of a thing. So I'm always pleased to see that. Aha! The mines. Really nice. And again, another really interesting, look at how diverse this has been, and we're only a few pages in. Like we've went from um, a homestead through a chopped forest. We've had to work out how we're going to get across a bridge, find an old decrepit cottage, into a magic cavern, and now into a mine. You know, there's loads of stories to tell here. Throne room, really interesting throne room, actually. Almost sci-fi like that throne room, isn't it? Yeah, that's very, uh, very cutting edge on the fantasy side, that. Another uh, another bridge and into a tavern. So, interesting tavern, that, because it's actually spread across the, the, the street. So, big tavern, little tavern. Through into, I don't know, castle. Castle or your classic hero questy kind of dungeon. Very nice. Nice lighting effects going on in these. Isn't that really nice? Yeah. Um, next up, camp. That's cool. Reminds me of one of the um, one of the missions from the original Fable, where you had to work your way through a forest and there was a werewolf, and I believe there was a campsite and stuff in that. That's what I would do with that. Um, I have my characters in the campsite and they have to try and survive the night for a dog soldier's kind of werewolf attack. I think that'll be brilliant. Ooh, check that one out. Once again, do you know what that smacks to me of? It almost has a, 
a, a natural coliseum-y kind of a thing going on. So again, maybe an attack of like a scorpion or something like that. Like uh, something crawling around. Oh, nice. I would even do the sound effects. Ooh, come on, kids. <laughs> Ooh, check that out. There's a, a, a crypt with some stunning lighting effects taking place in there. Wow. And then you break through the wall and you come into this uh, much, much older, much more horrible kind of crypt. Vampire scenarios, I reckon, there. And then into this. This is uh, almost looking a bit elvish. So it is. Mm-hmm. So we'd, we'd call that the, the Elvish Presley Graceland. <laughs> oh, Justin, the prison. Check that out. Really nice lighting effects once again. Do you see with the, the shadows of the prison bars? Always cool. Um, definitely. And then here we have... Um, a coastal scene, so this maybe was the remnants of an old watchtower, or possibly the ruins of an old lighthouse. Through to here we have the magical forest. So, magical forest, lots of magical trees. Very nice. Into a slightly more desert thing. And here we go, we have the coastal, coastal scene. So offloading, it's going to be your kind of your piratey kind of a thing. Through to more kind of groundworks. These are, is this more coffins or more gravestones? Yeah, so it's another cemetery. Oh, with an actual, uh, an actual tomb that you work your way up to. Um, into the tomb. We then have, oh, 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 I'm getting smacks of the Highlander here. It's like the homestead with the with the with the stairs going up, but um, yeah, it's it's got that almost like a I don't know like a a, a Celtic kind of feel to the whole thing. That back into another dungeon. That's your, another classic hero questy style dungeon there. Again, vibrancy, pops of color, lots of beautiful little details that as a GM, you can just very quickly quick fire off. You know, ah, you're in the meat. Is the meat going to be poisoned or not? Oh, check that out, dudes. So here we have massive big ass fantasy airship really nice really nice that would make a great um uh, scenario for a travel uh, section between a couple of different areas some uh, fairly standard kind of treasure room kind of thing and i don't know what this is but it's, it looks like it's got push plates here it's a what? Vault door. Oh, a vault door. So come in from this area, work your way through the vault door if you can, and then into the treasure rooms. Very well spotted, Mr. Justin. Nice. 
Here we have a little bit more of your coastal kind of area. And then some uh, dungeons with, I don't know, sewers or pools. Ooh, end of the far north, winter is coming. Um, so a northern outpost, a northern kind of homestead. Very nice. And you see the way the fireplaces are giving off light into the room? Nice and cozy. Oh, I really like that. Staying with the north, we have stone casting circle. Working your way through the pine forests. Oh, man! And then you take a trip into hell. Dude, that is clearly Slayer's practice room in the, in a fantasy dungeon setting. We just need to fill it with martial stacks and, and we're away. Right, back into some more, um, I don't know, elvish kind of a feel. It's certainly, it has an elegance to it, which is uh, really nice. Yeah, I would, do you know what? I would run that elvish. And here, oh, cool. So it's kind of like a circus tent. So, oh, a big ass circus tent. That's very interesting. There's some interesting scenarios to be had with that one. I'm like, yeah, I'll have a think about that. And then into this, which is the library. So loads of books all around. Beautifully, beautifully high contrast color scheme on that library. That is seriously nice. Into your more generic, kind of um, just a, a, a ground uh, texture. And that is your lot. So that, if you've been collecting these, well worth adding. My favorite, probably the North, actually. I managed to flip to it first time. I just like the contrast between the cold and that sense of warmth and heat that is uh, coming off the, the, the actual fireplace. The other one that's maybe worth one other quick look again, if I can find it, was that airship there for something a little bit different where you could have a a mini kind of quest um in between uh, a journey from somewhere to somewhere else so there you have it giant book of battle mats volume three so now it's available go and check it out did you win one of our prizes find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. What a lovely look at Luke. Mm -hmm. So there we have it. See, I was telling you, books are great. Uh, <laughs> much better than 3D terrain. Books are This doesn't sound like me. <laughs> Just, no, no, none of this sounds like me. But anyway, um, interesting stuff from Luke once again. and uh, Always nice to see what they've got coming down the pipeline. Yeah, looking forward to catching up with them this year. Mm. Yeah. But speaking of what's coming down the pipeline, uh, we have a couple of Kickstarters to round out the show. So yeah. what are people <laughs> bringing to the table this year? Uh, so we're starting things off with Testudo Miniatures, mm. uh, which is a company that has fired up its Kickstarter for a new range of 28 mil historical figures 
to the medieval period. Um, this was a company from Italy that initially released a range of uh, sort of cavalry figures, which we'll <laughs> look at later in this. Uh, but they have come back under the uh, sort of guise of Testudo oh, miniatures Giuseppe. led by Christian, as you can see there. <laughs> rather than Giuseppe, uh, who is a good friend of Giuseppe, apparently, uh, and has brought to life this new collection of miniatures, uh, sort of these new infantry figures for you to use during the medieval period. They could be used for pretty much any of the European powers, more mm. or less, uh, oh, because God, yeah. a lot of the art and armor was very similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So just paint them in different uh, ways and you'll be fine, or, really. So, you know, yeah. mercenary dogs of war slash shell swords. Exactly. There, there were yes. plenty of... Yeah. Of Italian I mean, medieval ones who Renaissance uh-huh. who, who yeah. played their you, trade all over Europe. Yeah, you say interchangeable, I say looted. <laughs> that's that's also the way to do it. Yeah, also, I yes. think a lot of things were looted during the medieval period. That's very true. Uh, so yeah, the your sort that's of packs possible. break down into a section of different options. Uh, mm. So you've got your men at arms, which come with their big um, uh, sort of bill hooks and yeah. that kind of thing. So you can use them on the tabletop. You've also got your crossbowmen. Could be used as your town guard, or obviously could be used on the battlefield as well, uh, depending on which way you wanted to go with this. You could use them for mass battle, or you could use them for skirmishes. You've then got your bowmen too. I, I I really like the bowmen packs. I love archery and bowmen in general, so seeing them has been really fun, especially in the different poses. I like the one in pack three mm-hmm. on the far right, who's kind of kneeling down and pulling back his bow, and also getting ready to fire it at the same time. So you're doing that proper big action which i think is fantastic and kind of really adds to the dynamism of the sculpts and that kind of thing as well. weirdly yeah uh, pack two shows something for me because you've got the curve on the bow for the two uh-huh. guys with the arrows and then the guy uh, who's just released yeah i was his, i was noticing that there's yeah, yeah no tension on it yeah which is really cool yeah. uh some nice little touches here and there there's also this set of well as an extra little broad these historical characters so if you want to dive in and play around with these you can do so you can have your charlemagne your charles v Suleiman the magnificent maybe with a bit of hat. henry the eighth yeah with his onion hat there's Love even it. morris or maurice i guess <laughs> the prince of orange i think uh, he was billy's dad <laughs> no, I'm not not joking. I I think he was. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Oh my God. History. Mm. Uh, but yes. In addition to that as well, um, there's also the option to sort of buy things in bulk and all that kind of thing as well. And also, you can get their previous ra- ranges essentially. So you can dive into their Teutonic Knights and all that oh. kind of good stuff as well. They've done a really nice selection of stuff to, and as you can see mentioned there, actually. German, Polish, and European noblemen and their knights from that kind of side of the of the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to look down the route of playing around with that kind of stuff, you can do. They've also put together a set of personalities for those knights as well, which kind of tie into kind of um, sort of Eastern Europe, Poland, Romania, all that kind of stuff as well. So if you're interested in, in tinkering with them, there you go. There's some of the different characters and stuff they've been working on, the Germans and, and all that kind of good stuff. There you go. There's a particular battle that they picked out for that one as well. I think it's said above as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, Tannenberg. Tan, Tannenberg. There you go. So that's for playing out that, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, they've done a whole range of uh, new stuff and that's old gorgeous. stuff for you to dive into and have fun with. Yeah, I, as I say, I'd never really heard of them until I was looking through uh, Kickstarter. But mm. um, as, as you as you can see, they've been working at it for a little while, and oh. it's kind of been given a new lease of life. Um, by uh, this Kickstarter as well. Jerry, so, don't do uh, it. Don't do it, Jerry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. 
having that one. So yeah, you can't get your Germans and Polish together. You have to get one of the Teutonic yeah. sets, unfortunately. Let's move on. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, as well as looking at some historical stuff, we also have something a little bit fantastical. Um, so this comes from Crowheart Roleplay Resources. Uh, they've been working with the kind of open gaming license, essentially, that you get mm. from working with Morkborg to create... What, a, what effectively is a monster manual uh, for that use is. with um, Morkburg or Merkburg, sorry, that's how you say it, Merkburg. And uh, so this, is, this is 40 Fiends, um, and this is a set of um, artfully created monsters for you to use in your games of Merkburg. Mm-hmm. Merkburg um, is one of those games where you kind of do a lot of stuff on the fly as a GM, where you sit down and you kind of roll for monsters to see what kind of weird creations you get. But if you mm. wanted to kind of avoid that, for a little bit and maybe throwing some kind of stuff that's already been put together then you can go dive in and play as the bolt dacker and the fang frogs and all that kind of stuff and throw them at your uh, foes if you prefer to do that uh, instead um i love that the artwork is very in line with the style and aesthetic of Merkborg as well rather than it being different or anything they yeah. it looks like they've got I've a good set of it. artists yeah, yeah to, to play around with it's really nice um you can get the book in, I think it's two different styles. So you get the, the uh, like a hardback version, but there's also the zine version as well, which I think is yeah. quite nice. Uh, so there's some different options there for you as well. And as you can see by the, the funding <gasps> for this, everything Mjölkberg is kind of funded almost ad finite yeah. item immediately. Um, so everything has been unlocked for additional monsters and all that kind of stuff as well, which is really nice. So yeah, very cool. It's the yeah. ghost of Margaret Thatcher. Most frightening <laughs> of all monsters. <laughs> she is returning into the undead unforeseen mutations yeah random random mutos yeah so you just roll on that and that's what happens to your monsters which is really cool a lot of the stuff as I was saying for monster generation in Milkburg is done this way but I like that they've kind of gone here's all your standard monsters but you could roll a d20 and then suddenly that thing that your characters have been fighting for you know weeks now is an entirely different style style of creature yeah. or something. That's really cool. So, well, I mean, if you're sitting with your forty uh, pregens in there, then yeah, yeah, you know, you just roll on the d twenty just to tweak it for exactly. this particular yeah. encounter as well, which is a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Like, like you say, the um, the community behind it, the the fact that it's on an open license Huge, yeah. is yeah. massive and. There's a, a few companies that just do some spectacular there's stuff. There's a Space Orc version. There's a pirate version. The pirate uh, ones, yeah. There's the, the, the skirmish yeah. ones as well. Yeah, yeah. Forbidden Psalms. Yeah, yeah. You can play the, the the miniatures game. Yeah, very cool. I'm looking forward to that as well. That's another one that could be going on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've got quite a lot of Mjölkberg stuff, and Mjölkberg. it is all amazing to read through and, and have fun with and stuff. Oh, so I don't want digital. Played a couple of sessions of the game as well. Uh, it's really good fun. Yeah. Everyone comes up with weird and zany ways to. Uh, oh God! Um, there he goes. I played. I we, we, to give you an idea of the type of game that it is. One of my cat players played as an alien strange thing that came out of a whale's mouth, mm-hmm. and nobody knows where it actually came from. Uh, and clearly a wheel's mouth well he he rolled for um his sort of the thing that was weird about him and he doesn't have to eat as long as he has his bare feet and he can put his feet on the soil so he just stands there and sucks up nutrients from the ground that's how weird he was Uh, and there was also someone who had a set of eyeballs that they could throw and they could see out of the Mookberg, everybody. So there we go. <laughs> Clearly Dunning. put that into a catapult for scouting. Exactly. Yeah. Dunning stuff from both of yeah. them. Uh, really nice 
nice <coughs> Kickstarter's well done, Ben. Um, Testudo then already funded and has 25 days left. Yep. 40 Fiends, again, funded massively, massively funded, 39 yeah. days left. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah. if you're interested, you can always go over to uh, Testudo Miniatures to pick up those Teutonic Knights. Uh, and I'm seeing As that Jerry's they have... doing right now. No, I might not be. <laughs> but I do see that they have uh, Pavis Shields and, and a mix of other stuff. So uh, potentially you could upgrade your bowmen there as well, or your crossbow. Maybe well. also a future Indie of the Week for us to look at as well. Maybe. Could be. I'll let you know once I get the miniatures in. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that wraps us up for another week. We shall return, however next Friday for more of the same. But if that's too far away, then why not jump over to ontabletop.com on Sunday morning and join us for our XLBS as we take a gentle hobby meander uh, in the comfort of your living room. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.